The Brum Radio Shop is now open with all sorts of Brum Radio stuff with everything from t-shirts and hoodies to mugs and posters and much more. Support Brum Radio. Go to brumradio.com and click on shop. Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. Well, Paul, what a lovely day. It's taking me back, love, to the early days of lockdown. Mm. Those halcyon days when it was <laughs> boiling hot and you'd look out the window and you were in a heat haze for the old dream. Going oh. back to those days. So how's it in your room with the balconettes? <laughs> Balconette Juliet, HRT, rescue me. <laughs> how's it in that room? Well, actually, it's all right, but I'm a bit perturbed because I'm looking out over the Juliet balcony and I, I, I lie to you not... But there is a small plane doing circles over this area of Digbeth in Birmingham. Right. And I'm a bit worried that it's uh, Springsteen trying to listen in. Trying to listen in because Springsteen knows that I'll be on fire. Yeah. On a day like today, the, oh, yeah. I- the ideas will be firing off <laughs> like bits of potato from a spud gun. Yes, yeah, so Springsteen and Spielberg might have chartered a plane from Birmingham Airport to have a listen. What would say we better? I don't know, get some tinfoil out and put it on. Keep your voice down, put it on your head. Okay. What kind of a plane is it, Paul? It's a propeller plane, just like two-seater. Just doing white. I I can just about see the distance. It is white, and it's doing like circles around Digbeth. So keep an eye it. It sounds a bit more like Richard Branson to me. Mm, Could be Richard. (laughs) What ideas does he want? All my ideas. He's harvesting. Because what they and what this one of the things that this podcast over lockdown's been getting me thinking about, and our guest today, Harry's part of that tribe, really, is these big businesses now. They they know that they're too big. They're going to topple over like dinosaurs, oh. like great big trees. It's the small independents, the movers and the shakers, the shifters and the grifters who are going to be able to be, I think, spearheading the recovery. So those great big geezers. <laughs> listening into the likes of Brum Radio and the geezers hanging around Juliet balconies trying to find out where the action is. Yeah. So, anyway, I honestly think that, Paul, oh. I feel very buoyed up today with the idea that independent creative thought is what's going to get us together because we're going more local. It's about place, yeah, where you live, making the most of it. I've been growing quite a lot of herbs in the garden, I've been. Oh. I've been snipping and eating my own flat leaf parsley. Whether that's making me buzz on all now, cylinders, I don't you know. Are sure? Because last time you tried to eat something, it ended up being poisonous. So yeah, I've been scanning no, it. I know that. I thought it was elderflower, elderberries to make <laughs> elderberry wine with, but no, it was pyracanthar. I hope it's that. Anyway, whatever's happening, I'm pigging buzzing. <laughs> Is he still there, that plane? Yeah, I think he's, uh, I don't know what he's really doing, probably taking photos at, at high up or something, but he's just buzzing around. I don't, you... you can't see Gene Pickles in the pilot seat. <laughs> I do. I know that Gene's got a pilot's license, that's why oh, I say that. No. She usually wears tangerine. If you've seen a flash of tangerine <laughs> in the right. in the cockpit, that's yeah, Gene, that. Yeah. She could have been chartered by Branson. She could fly She could have been chartered by Branson, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Right, have you sent that email out to I'll this lovely it. lad? I'll send it now. To Harry. So yeah. what we're going to be doing with Harry is just having a chat. If you're just listening in for the first time and thinking, hmm, what's going on? Why did they... well, Who is Jean Pickles? We know, mm-hmm. we know who Branson is, but who the ex-Jean? And what's she doing with a tangerine tracksuit on? Not tracksuit, like trouser suit, yeah. HRT, rescue me, in a cockpit, circling around a Juliet balcony. This, you're welcome to Barbara Nice and Friends. 
podcast with me, Barbara Nice, and my lovely co-pilot, Paul. Oh, co-pilot now. We're in a plane. Yeah, come on. We're singing. We're singing today. So whether it's bringing back all that early, the early days of lockdown. You look back now as some kind of a dream. I was worried about your weekend without a, a show to look forward to. Well, I know that, but I am selling the video. So pay what you can if you want to. I know there's a link up between Podcast Pals and mm. Fobs, uh, Fobs, Friends of Barbara. Nice. Often they are the same person, the two-in-one and the one-in-two. So mm. we're selling it. It's like the greatest... Well, it was the last show, but including with that, it's like a compilation oh, of... Wow. Um, Great moments and pay what you can. And yeah. obviously, that money goes to all the acts that was in it. And Damien and Chris backstage lads helping out. Yeah, I'll put the link in the podcast description if you send me it. So I will, Paul. Very people good. People will see it. Just click on the link as you listen. Pay what you can. And then we're regrouping, coming up with ideas. But I'm interested in talking to Harry's an ideas merchant. Mm. I'm interested in talking to Harry about what, what the future is of, so of quickly, stuff. He sent me some information today that I'm going to. Um, mm. Share. Explain, press. explain where how he's from while we wait for him. He works at Digbeth Dining Club. He's part of Digbeth Dining Club. You know that that, that person who listens in China. I've asked yeah. him to come on the podcast. Oh, wow. We're international now over the lockdown listening. That's going to be a time and, zone nightmare. Um, <laughs> but then China. Yeah, it's going to be like either really early for him, or we'll have to stay up really late. And saying that, I may have to interrupt you because I think we have someone in the chat. Hello. Oh, are you there, love? Because what I like, Harry, is when people come in, I love that kerfuffle of landing, yeah. the technical kerfuffle. And then here we are talking to each other. So how have you been going on over all this lockdown, kid? Quite enjoying it. Touch wood, thank, thank God. Uh, luckily, no one I know has, um, you know, been hurt or particularly affected by it. So I'm quite happy about that. But I've just been getting on learning how to start drinking at midday. Um, I didn't really do anything productive about that. I've got friends that learn how to grow allotments and learn languages and I found out what the little ball inside the Guinness can was. <laughs> right, right, so other so people have been in, uh, kind of improving on their skills. That's been one of the things, isn't it? What have you learnt over lockdown and all that? But you've been, you've been exact. Where is that little ball in the can of Guinness for it's them? Oh, it's, it's very, very funny that you, uh, you asked me that, Barbara, because I, I can tell you right now, it was, it's called a widget. And uh, it was discovered in 1969 by the Guinness team, and they've patented it ever since. That's why you'll only find it in a can of Guinness. Ah, oh, right. Now, so that little... You see, what, what I've been interested in, I've been doing a lot of these podcasts over lockdown, is I think this is a time for innovation, creativity, thinking things through, and kind of running with good ideas like Guinness did with that widget. And I know that today you texted me and you said this to me because we want to do some stuff together, don't you? You said to me, where is it? Oh, no, not that one. No, you sh not that message you sent me, not that one. Uh, <laughs> when, you, when you said... Don't you show them those ones. Please don't show them those ones. Please. Show them. I'm saving those in case I need any money, you know, pursuing. Pursuing money. Let's <laughs> save. New lockdown measures lifted and indoor theatre events from august the first where did you get that information from kid i'm on a, a group chat with people in the country that run events um and they basically put on boris johnson's new let measures he was doing a big old speech this morning and that's one of the things he said right so is it all right for us to tell people it's definitely going to happen that that, that, that to come from the horse's mouth 
So what does it mean? Because you are in events, aren't you? And I'm interested in, in, in live stuff and all that kind of stuff. So what do you think it means for people who put on events and for live entertainment and all that? Well, I think, obviously, I mean, everyone's been completely affected by this and you know no one's no one's really won but the events industry you know the live comedy industry and the theater industry and the festival industry have been completely desecrated not not even they, they can't even work uh, on a smaller scale they just can't work so i think we're all just happy that everyone's going to go hopefully back to back to normal because as you know theatres can't even work that the model of a theatre doesn't work with half capacity with social distancing you know comedy clubs festivals you can't just say we'll let half the people in because it, it it just it's impossible to even you know break even on that model so hopefully they'll allow people in um and and theatres can you know not all die off because i know two two um venues in manchester yesterday they announced their closing two amazing music venues so hopefully they're not two of the, you know, the very start of a very long list. Which ones have closed in Manchester, Harry? Uh, it was Gorilla and the Deaf Institute. Oh, the uh, Deaf Institute, yeah. They're, they're like really, really, really cool venues and they don't just do sort of, you know, a night a nighttime events, they do, you know, theatre, they do everything. Um, so it covers such a whole wide range of the community it's not just young people going out till 5am it's it's everyone you know it's your mums dads kids so um i follow the the mayor of manchester and he said that they've already had some people coming in to uh, apparently they want to buy it so hopefully hopefully that you know they don't go fingers crossed Harry, and actually, everything you've just said there i absolutely pig in agree with because it it isn't just like you're saying young people out till five o'clock in the morning these are cultural places where and everybody, the arts and performance and live stuff matter to all age groups, all cultures across the board. I was worried for a minute we were going to say the band in the wall was closing. But it's, it's terrible that those ones have gone. Don't get me wrong, it's not a kind of hierarchy, but, you know, awful. Now, you're involved with Digbeth Dining Club, and that's such a great success. How would you describe it to people? Because you've got people in China, they might go, Digbeth, what? what? What is it, love? Explain it. Yeah. So it's basically, um, in a nutshell, a bar, a very large bar that spreads across four or five very large rooms with lots of small kitchens or, as people say around here, street food. So obviously, if you know what street food is, then you'll, you'll understand. But there are lots of people who don't know what street food is. But just imagine portable kitchens that turn up on the day and then leave at midnight and they serve food to people. And that, that's what we are, basically. We, we host um, every Thursday to Sunday. People come and eat and drink and, and dance and then they leave. And <laughs> that's it, really. Aww. Nice and simple. And it's been so successful. Can you remember where, how the idea came about? Because I'm very interested in these little cooking up of ideas and then, then, you know, becoming wonderful things. How long has it been going for, love? Uh, it's been going for eight years now. Basically, the guy who founded it, Jack, he basically went down to... One in London, a very small scale. This is just after the last recession. So this is about 2011 or 12 it was. And he saw what was going on in London where they just started to really get into street food and he thought, wow, this is amazing. And the street food originally started as real rough around the edge, sort of back end of car parks with sort of puddles everywhere and people would turn up. It wasn't very glamorous, but people really loved that. It, was a, it felt like a real underground scene, um, if that doesn't sound too 
arsey. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> but it, it, you understand what I mean. It, it felt a bit sort of, you know, everyone was so used to restaurants and bars and sit down. This was a real completely out there idea where you could go and eat while standing up and it wasn't like a football you know, burger van, it was real quality food. You know, there were chefs who were Michelin-starred chefs, there were chefs who'd been on MasterChef, real real foodies, cooking food out of a, you know, plastic shed. A combination, isn't it? Like you say, puddles and sheds, and then there's high quality, all mis- like a, a mash-up, really, of stuff. And I think we people love it. It's sort of refreshing, isn't it? It's different. None of it really made any sense, which is what I think people really fell in love with. Whereas now, sort of eight years on, it's really developed street food and it's really turned into a whole industry. I mean, I don't, I can't remember what the figure is, but there's always Guardian articles about how it's turned into a, you know, five billion pound or whatever. But it, it, there's, there's, you know, every man and their dog does street food now. You know, whether that's people trying to operate as events or everyone wants to try and get into it because it's so sort of, um, it's such a lovely industry. It's so appealing that it's gone from that sort of underground, sort of rebellious, sort of. Uh, sort of, I don't know, pop-up Friday night event to a full, you know, scale, you know, seven day a week. You know, it's a career for people now. I think it's absolutely brilliant. And it does chime in with a lot of stuff we've been talking about. Like a punk, do it, do it DIY, do-it-yourself kind of thing. Mm. A little bit more for it, I really am. But obviously, it must have been a big effector because a lot of, it was very busy, wasn't it? So you wouldn't be able to have people go all back. You know what I mean? It was affected. We're not back, sadly. Just obviously, if you've ever been, our sort of business model with DDC is that it's just so busy and it's there's a real atmosphere. And, and under the sort of the rules and guidelines, it just wouldn't work sadly so we're doing a click and collect service at the moment over in Hockley because at the moment it's just not quite feasible to to open up but but we don't think it'll be too long but if you've ever been the rooms at DDC they're not actually sorry DDC we say DDC Dick to Darling Club just because we're too lazy to say the seven syllables um (laughs) (laughs) but basically um the rooms aren't even that big so under all the rules and all the gaps that you have to have between people you could only probably get about 30 people in each room and it it just wouldn't work right okay but you're doing this click and collect which is good and then hopefully we'll all get back together and it's so good news about the kind of theater stuff and stuff like that i'm so pleased when i got your text i thought oh pigging Brilliant. We've got to get everything going again in that kind of way, haven't we? Absolutely. And I know you're so um you're so into you know, looking after the, the arts. I do follow you on Twitter. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I and I thank you very much for all the little DM special messages you <laughs> I think I think it's just such a shame because for example, you know, with even with comedians they rely on, you know, those little midweek circuit that, that's their life. They're all self-employed. They probably didn't get any help from, from the government. So, you know, they, they're, um, they're at risk of really being in a lot of trouble, aren't they? Yeah, and I, I think a lot of people don't quite realise that, that they've fallen through the cracks. These sort of one-man bands or one-woman bands in my case. i tell you what I've enjoyed, though. Doing this kind of thing, I've been doing more online stuff. I'm enjoying doing my Zoom thing. Not travelling so much, keeping it local. So I'm very interested in sort of... I won't be travelling around the country so much, love, I'll tell you that. I'm very interested in what can we do here now, you know, in our place, where we live. That's why I'm interested in places. It'll save, uh, it'll save the petrol costs as well, won't it? Well, it, I don't drive, love, I'm economically correct. It'll save me going on National Express, which I love, and on trains. 
Do you like the Megabus? I've got to tell you, I've never... I've heard the seats are very hard. Vera went to um, Paris on one. She said, don't do it, Barbara. The seats are hard. Honestly, <laughs> you are really missing out. I went to Bristol for ATP. It's phenomenal. It's a fantastic service. All right, well, I'll try. She can be a bit miserable sometimes, Vera. I should try it out for myself. How much did you pay? I wouldn't listen to Vera, honestly. I don't, she didn't know what she's talking about. Honestly, ATP and the booking fee was 250 so there is a slight catch, but it's pretty It's pretty good to end up at Temple Meads, isn't it? It's absolutely brilliant. Wait till I see Vera. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice talking to you and having a laugh. If Vera is listening, I'm so sorry, Vera, but you just don't know what you're talking about. Oh, she's, she's always, always listening, listening in. <laughs> Have you been to the pub? Yes. Oh, it, it's just it's so good. It feels just like being back at home, doesn't it? I know everyone was talking about Super Saturday. They're going, oh, I'm going to avoid there. I'm not going. I thought, I'm bloody am. I was right there. It was a very Super Saturday for me. I couldn't wait. Yeah, people are a bit snotty about it. I went Super Saturday, but I went Super Saturday lunchtime. Listen, when can we get together in real pig in life? Uh, are you fixed in one hour? Yeah, yeah. That's all right. Yeah, smash it. <laughs> I've always liked, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just seize, can't DM, seize the piggy moment. Yeah, see in about an hour. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> carpe DM, carpe lockdown. Honestly, I'm telling you now, let's go, Prince of Wales. Are you being serious? I can't come yet, love. I've got my got a towel on. I was doing my, um, I was doing my market research last night on the show, and I saw your previous guest, and I did see. Uh, I didn't even know this, but I saw my mum was a guest. <laughs> she was a guest. Your mother, mother that's mother. right. The wonderful Luella. Yes, she was. She was smashing as well. Yeah, and I, a while to latch up. I have to admit, I was a little bit gutted that you. you she went. You got her in April, so I was a three month afterthought. <laughs> You were, love, yeah. That's very funny. Sweet. I did get you, Mum, in April. Very early lockdown. Got her. I was looking, actually. You got her peak lockdown. I think there was 1,500 deaths that day. So I don't know whether there was an ulterior motive to that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we shouldn't be laughing at this, Harry, but peak lockdown. <laughs> did you do did you do it in a face mask was it that bad no we've been all right we've been all right because we've just been in the back bedroom i don't think she was a very good guest there my mother i did text her saying she was quite boring it's lovely she's always absolutely brilliant wherever whenever we're together we're always throwing our heads back laughing our piggy heads off me and your mum she's absolutely fantastic i have to say you two are you two are actually quite similar actually so i can imagine you do get on yeah we do get on Absolutely brilliantly. So anything else, love, you want to say? The, the kids, now, how many kids have you got? I mean, personally, I don't have any children. I'm 23. Why did you go to thingy Disney again? Tell me why you were going to Disneyland. When I last uh, saw you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to sort of expose me there for having all those illegitimate children. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you think, think this has just been a, a podcast, but really it's been a very intricate ploy. Yeah. That, to, get to get you. We'll end up on Panorama. We will. <laughs> right, so why did you go to Disneyland? We've established you've got no kids, so I'll just tell that girl who's been bothering me. He said no on public podcasts, love, he's denied it. Go on. Yeah, tell her, tell her that that was another Harry, I'm afraid. But um, no, I went to Disneyland with my um, 
the girlfriend's family. Uh, her sister, it was her sister's birthday, so we all got dragged along to Orlando, which was nice. It was oh, actually, it, uh, the, I thought Disneyland wasn't that great, but Universal Studios, I actually did enjoy. You like, because you're interested in show business, aren't you? Yeah, I liked all that, all the film sets and all that type of stuff, but to be honest, it's just very busy and all very stressful and um, loud, which are all things that I don't really enjoy that much. And neither do I, and that's why I, like you, there's a lot of, about lockdown of course it's been awful in loads of ways but there's a lot about it that I've really properly liked the piece of it I like the way there's been less traffic and stuff like that I think it's been a nice time really I really enjoyed how the postman would just leave things on your door and not bother you I really did enjoy that element of lockdown I'd, I'd like that personally to continue yeah don't bother me just leave it leave don't bother me she's a street food trader my girlfriend and we would out during um lockdown delivering meat packs to people she's a, she sells steak and chips and we quite enjoyed because we don't like talking to people we quite enjoyed we'd get to the door ring the bell and leg it to the car and we wouldn't have to talk to anyone <laughs> There's a lot of truth to this. I was talking to somebody the other day, and the, the last guest, and they were saying they've always preferred to be a meter apart from people anyway. Honestly, get out my grill. <laughs> get out get my out grill. My grill. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, one meter, that's not enough. I'd like it, I'd like it to stay at two. <laughs> You're brilliant. Well, maybe you should do. They've only put it closer so they can sell stuff, isn't it? They want us to buy, buy, buy. That's what's going on. Yeah, I think they want to cram us into Poundland, don't they? Yes, they absolutely do want to cram us into Poundland. <laughs> that is the plan. In fact, Boris Johnson, he likes doing alliteration, doesn't he? Come now, let's all... You can't say cram into Poundland. What can you say? Some... Think of something that begins with P. Pound into Poundland. Pack, you, pack, you. pack yourself into Poundland. That's the kind yeah, of thing yeah. he says, isn't it? How about um, pack them in Poundland? That's it. That's it. That's the kind of thing you like. You could be making lots of money writing for Boris. You've got the Boris kind of um, swing to what you're talking about. Yeah, but I, I, I just don't think I could. I don't think I could bring myself to uh, to work for Boris. I'm afraid. No, you no. couldn't. Because what you're doing is a good thing and making nice things happen for people. Right, my love. So about an hour, Prince Wells. I might not be able to make it in an hour, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to text you. And let's get a meeting together and let's make plans for the future. Are you up for that? I am absolutely up for that. Is the Pope a Catholic? <laughs> Good lad. All right. It's been a delight and I'm absolutely thrilled that you researched into and was horrified to find that indeed your mother was picked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Three months before me and, and Nick Owen, who's a personal family friend of ours. So I'm quite hurt. Are you? <laughs> but you're still part of the pack. Yeah, third choice. <laughs> All right, All right love. I love the idea of your new girlfriend delivering steak and chips. What a lo it, it's lovely. Honestly, it, when we look back at it, it was quite a surreal uh, 10 weeks because it was doing so well. But we'll look back at it and think, what the bloody hell were we doing? A lot of us will look back and go, what the bloody hell were we doing? And I know what you mean about that surrealness of it all. It was a very particular time. I mean, it's not over yet, but it is changing. And I don't think it will ever be quite the same as it was then because we all know a lot more now. We know how to do different things. But then... But how lovely that you did that kind of get out, you know, let's do something, let's get delivering steak, steak and chips. 
Absolutely. <laughs> I love you talking to you. I like your little laugh. Right, I am going to go now. I absolutely love talking to you. Thank you for coming on, even though you were third choice. Is there anything else you want to say, love? Pack them in Poundland. <laughs> right, okay, brilliant. Take care, darling. If, if, you'd have, love, love. if you'd have told me that beforehand, I could have really had a nice thing to plug, but I'm sorry, that was that's genuinely all I had. So that wasn't great. Come in, Paul. That's absolutely brilliant. That'll do, kid. That'll do for us. I'll get you <laughs> back, get you on, back and, on and you're brilliant. you're brilliant. You're brilliant. That's what I'm going to tell you. I love talking to you. Right, over and out. Take care, my love, and I'll see you soon. Bye. I love you. Hello. Wasn't he wonderful? Yes. Right, I'm just going to text him. I thought he was yeah. absolutely wonderful. He was right about the delivery people because I've looked out the window yesterday and I saw, a, I think they were delivering a cushion. It's like a you know package delivery and it was a cushion, but the delivery driver just threw it at the person's feet. <laughs> and it's like, no, imagine no, that no. like six months ago. So the delivery driver just came and just threw it at your feet. Things have changed, haven't oh, they? No, he's like, no, I'm happy. Just put, yeah, throw it, throw it. <laughs> I'm so enjoying chucking stuff. So the weird, Good the weird. job it was a cushion, oh, love, no, and well, not. Yeah, I think he knew it was something he could do. Though. Dinner like service. A, yeah. If it was crockery, he, would, he may have been a bit more gentle. <laughs> well, I'll, yeah, that's right. I, I, I loved all that looking back at deep lockdown and him yeah. and his girlfriend with chips. Mm, thinking snakes. what we're doing lovely absolutely mm. lovely so there we go i think there has been like an entrepreneurial theme yeah. going on do you yeah i think people have learned new skills at least and uh, they've put them to use i think mm. we would be better for it our minds have been better for it we probably one thing i've noticed i've getting a lot better sleep than i was before maybe our sleeping patterns will be better because there's less to do so you can go to bed earlier and not feel yeah. stressed and you're missing out or anything like that and it's sort of been long enough to sort of for something to to change, really. Yeah. Pack them in Poundland. <laughs> Straight at you, very good, you know what I mean? It's Came good. up with that very quickly. <laughs> very, very good lad. Yeah. And it's a beautiful day, Paul. Yeah. And it's up and down, but today I do feel pretty positive that, about stuff, really. Also, I'll say I've got a message for you from my girlfriend. What's she saying? She said, yeah, she listened to The Archers the other day. It is rubbish. It's bl- Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> You're right there. I know I'm right. Correct yeah. Mundo. I am pigging right, and I'm very sorry to say this because I've been yeah. an Archers fan since I was a, a, a little girl. It's only temporary. They'll come back. It's put me off it, Paul. <laughs> All right, well, you might not, but they'll get back to normal. I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm telling you. It's, <laughs> it's like, I, it's because, I'll tell you what's happening. I've been listening to it since about five. <laughs> I can remember Gabriel thinking, if people are listening to it, they know I'm talking about. I'm, and I'm not, I don't delete this either. I really mm-hmm. properly mean it. Okay. The, the way that it is now has made me realise I don't care about these people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very sorry to tell you, any Archers people. Is it just habit? Like, you just listen to it every day out of habit? So I don't know what it was. But (laughs) I just, honestly, what they're going on about and all that stuff, they they should have just repeated old episodes. (laughs) They shouldn't have done this. And why, I'm sorry, very sorry to say it, but why couldn't they continue? Yeah. I don't understand it. Whether it's you, and I'm a big union fan, don't get me wrong, so it might be that. Real farmers have to continue in this. They're quite isolated, so what about yeah, real farmers? That's right. It suddenly made me realise, Paul, they weren't real farmers. Uh, it's not a documentary. <laughs> I think that's... You put that that's in a nutshell. <laughs> it, I suddenly, yeah, the sort of... The dream, the archer's dream, you know, <laughs> that I'd bought into for the last 60 years or whatever, Aww. fell from my eyes with, they're not real farmers, Barbara. They're just, they're just sitting in the bedroom. <laughs> sitting in the bedroom with a microphone. Under a duvet. They are not. 
You the farmers. Do, That's what's happened. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I have got to say again, very, 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 very much that I enjoyed talking to the absolutely lovely Ari Jenkins. I love all different age groups and stuff. I loved it when they said to me, I said to him, what about the kids? He said, Barbara, I'm only 23. <laughs> I love that moment. And for all ages listening to this across the globe, we're all together, and I, oh, I think that's him. Do you hear that? That's him texting me back now, saying, "I'm in the pub. What are you drinking?" Right. So let's. We're moving and shaking. We're getting some done, and those aeroplanes can be driving around, mm. trying to pick up good ideas from the likes of me, Ari, you lot at home, that lad in China. We are going to come back stronger. And we're going to bring everybody with us. We're not leaving anybody behind. All right, kids. And if there's no podcast next week, you'll know Barbara's off. I've been, I've been done. Yeah, they've got, they've got me. They've <laughs> shot me. Thinking she, she seems to be preaching some kind of independent revolution. <laughs> shoot Barbara, shoot her. No, I just meant you'd be in the pub. I'll be in the pub. I'll bet you meant that, actually. They, they would have got me in the end. Silence me. Oh, I will be in the pub with Harry. Yeah. Lawyer to the pub under false pretenses. Check how he is, who he says he is. When he gets there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, well. Yeah, Has your dad been listening, by the way? <laughs> no, I've not heard this. We must have got everything right because he's not. Yeah, he, if you don't know, Paul's dad only, <laughs> only gets in touch if Paul's made a mistake. <laughs> oh, I don't know. He might. <laughs> I still expect him to say, to text you and say, you know, it's not Edinburgh Festival, it's Edinburgh and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Don't give him my number, please, oh, no. will you? What do you mean? Don't give him my number. <laughs> you know, it's gigs and not jigs. Oh, he's go gonna, all he's that stuff. Furious. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's just me. Enjoy your afternoon and your evenings and your weekends. All right. Thank you. It's made me very happy as usual. And we hope we brought joy to you wherever you're picking are. From me and from Paul. That's your cue to say bye bye. See, and and thanks for keep listening to this podcast. It's been a lifeline, really. So thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Bye bye, Paul. Thanks for all your patience. Thank you, love. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.